Cheers. Wait We're recording. Cheers. We're, wait. wait. Cheers, oh Channing. Cheers. Good to see you guys. I know how to properly address the winemaker himself who brought his um, wine to enjoy with all yeah. of us. He didn't bring that shit. You <laughs> didn't bring that? I don't want to check a bag, and I'm only going to be here for an hour, so, you know, it is what it is. Fuck you laughing for. <laughs> I can feel her smile behind me. I can feel her smile. Hold on. It's Kelsey, right. Kelsey, you can come say hi. Come on, Kelsey. You should. Come on to workout, partner. Kelsey, our friend Kelsey. Hello. It's great to be here. <laughs> yes. Lots of people have made debuts on road tripping many you times. Can, you oh, can sit God. in this chair because it's being occupied by someone that is not currently. No, so, well, you okay. Know what? Just me and you are going to. You know what, let's No, go. wait, really quick. No, so Travis Michelson, that was my 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 starting two guard uh, when we won the state championship. One of my closest friends. Yeah, one of my closest friends. Everyone has a scrapbook. Everyone has a scrapbook. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. So, he, um, I hired him to do my notes. So it's my <laughs> no. So it's the, look, it's your best friend. It's your no, but and it's, it's your, game day. Yeah, so it's your best friend. I was like, hey, bro, I'll pay for the NBA package for you. Give you X amount, couple hundred bucks to do each game. He's like, bet. So you know, you get to help your people out, yeah. right? But, you know, working with me is a fucking nightmare. So, like, half the time I forget the games. I'll text him on the day of. He's even on my schedule, but my schedule just keeps getting in and out. So he's on my schedule. I'm like, damn, I didn't get my notes from Trav today. I'm like, shit. I'm like, hey, Trav. <laughs> uh, Do you have a person at Espen that you just go, hey, these are the. No. No, no, you have your notes, but he does my whole board for oh, me. The board. He does my board for me, and then oh. I study my board. And then, like for big games, playoffs, he'll do like a one sheet oh, stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. I have all the other stuff I study, but that's what I put in front of me that you look at for 38 seconds a game. Welcome yeah. to this edition of Road Tripping with RJ and Channing. I'm Allie Clifton. That is called the Roadmap to Life, figuring out what works best for you uh, in your profession. Do you know it's called outsourcing. It outsourcing. is. Outsourcing is the best, Same right? Oh, it's the it's best. like, Channing, we have kids, but we've never had, we've outsourced the baby. Yeah. <laughs> we outsource. We don't do that job. No. You guys have outsourced, you outsource everything. 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 No, I but... I can't take full credit. Actually, Channing does a lot by himself. A lot. Yeah, he's. I'll be like, I'll look at my fridge and it'll be full, and I'll be like, Do I want to clean this up? Do I want? <laughs> no, the answer is no. Come on over here, grub up. So, so you guys so are the ones that will put the cereal box back in when it's empty and just wait for the next person nah, that comes nah, in. No, because I, I no, that's lazy. We're talking about like I look at my house and I go, I could mow this long. <laughs> Nah, not gonna do that. Look, look. So everyone is busy, and there, there's a, there's a price for everything, right? I can do this and spend three hours of my time, or I could pay somebody else fifty bucks to do the exact same. Maybe not fifty. So what bucks, do you do? Ah, uh, make enough money to God. That's my. <laughs> that is, like, ladies and gentlemen, he has his own this, this is this is our, this has been how many years we've been doing this damn. It was, 397 Speaking episodes. Of, oh my what? god, great segue. You do do something. I hate you when said those do do. I know. I hate when those words overlap. We are um celebrating something we're, really exciting. When you talk about the start of road tripping, yes. What else overlapped with damn near the start of road tripping? Us we were in Ohio. Yeah. Yes. We were with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You guys had won a championship celebrating yet again. Um, but we also partnered up at the time as well, back in 2017, with the wonderful um, company that I love, being an Ohio kid myself. You. Homage. They're and then back. I introduced Homage to the both of you. Mm-hmm. 
I know. When you guys won a championship, it got introduced to you. You're right. But this is the excitement. This is the um, announcement that we have. This is why Channing flew in for just 90 minutes um, (laughs) to be with us. That's what we do. That's what we do. We have launched uh, more merchandise. We are rocking more merchandise with homage, as you see right here. Obviously... We're all rocking it. The gear, the hoodies, the tees, the crewnecks. He's got the crewneck. Yeah. Uh, I'm only here for the free shit. Does that not take you back to the first 97 episodes? Or to how I live my day. Day, day. Yes. That's the reason why we still have a podcast. Yeah. We only have a podcast. The NBA jam. If Richard would get his size correct, you would be able to. First of all, it's not even my sizing. First of all, this. Why are you holding your boobs like that? Because normally I'm like a B cup. I haven't been lifting. Right now I'm an A. What? First of all, come on, man. You're an A? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. You uh, shrink when you don't work out? Everyone does. Tell us the secret. (laughs) That's not how that goes. What? Tell us your secret. I wasn't working out. First of all, Got big, bitch. You still big. <laughs> I'm a big human. This is natural. Uh, honestly, I, I'm I'm proud of you. I, we were about to have an intervention. We were about to. We were about to. We, yeah. I tough thought summer. you were gonna say I'm really proud to be with Homage again. <laughs> I am. I know. I love Homage. This, this was the thing. I remember when we when we first started, and then obviously you know life got crazy. But they've been starting with you getting traded. Yes, they've been. <laughs> yes, everyone's. <laughs> No, I got, I got traded to Atlanta. Nice tribe. Never been re- never been released before. <laughs> nice tribe, bro. They're and nice it was tribe. interesting because the last episode we did together was at Homage with was Isaiah oh, Thomas wow. and Jay Crowder. Yeah, our live crazy. episode where I homage. was sitting there talking, knowing that I was gone. That's why when people ask like trade, like, what is it like during trade? Fucking grow up. You got the first and the fifteenth. That's the only thing that matters. Not the trade deadline. The the, the tomorrow does not matter. The first and the fifteenth are the only thing that matters in this league. Oh. I've had good trade deadline trades, and I've had one where I was like, Well, this sucks. I got traded to Cleveland on the trade deadline, and oh, then I got so traded sad. to the Lakers on the trade deadline. That was it? Yeah. We're going to dive into it, but first, homage.com slash roadtripping for all of your gear. We're super excited to continue to grow with them. We love the homage family. Um, so, yeah, hit them up. Super excited. Trade deadline, actually, is as we are recording today. Um, no, as this drops, the trade deadline they don't is have to going know. on and they happening. They don't have to know. They don't have to know. Well, that's what, how it's going to work. Okay, perfect. And I actually say that just for the two of you. Ah, okay, <laughs> so, okay, when okay, you're okay. talking, okay. remembering that it's coming out the day um, of the trade deadline. What is that like? What does your families do? How hard is his, that? His situation is different. Like Lauren, Lauren will fucking go into like a cut the world mode. Oh. Yeah. What does that mean? Meaning she's like, take these bags with you because I know you're going on a private jet. And then she's we've moved so much, right? From house to house or like, you know, team to team. Like, I think I lived in my 14 years in 15 houses. So like after the championship, we were renting a house. That lease was up, and we were like, okay, we're the house is too little. So yeah. we had to find another house. And then it's like, oh, hey, you're getting traded the next year, or you don't know if I'm coming back, so why would we have the lease? And then, oh, I signed with Cleveland again. I thought it was going to be in L.A. And then it was like, okay, now I'm going back home to Portland. My house gets remodeled. We had to stay somewhere else. And then Phoenix, we moved every single year. But getting traded on trade deadline with a nine-month pregnant wife, uh, mm. And finding out you have an appendix issue is not not the jam. Okay, this is the thing. What do you say to those people? Because it's real. They'll always say they get paid millions of dollars. But I don't think people understand 
there's more than just you yeah, involved. It's like, but, what but, is so that? Let me just say this. The fans want you to shut up when you get traded, but then they're like, well, you're not loyal when you're here. If it's, you can't have both. If you want guys to be loyal to the city, or do you want them to act like businessmen? Because if you act like businessmen, if you get traded, it's part of the business, it's all good. But if you're like somebody really, dot, like Bobby Portis, for instance, dove into the Milwaukee community, loves dove it there. Dove in yeah. it. Yeah. And then... <laughs> <laughs> no idea what that was. And then to dive in it. Yeah. Oh. Thank you, Kyle. Oh. But then now he's like in trade rumors that they were saying like people in the organization have to figure out what to do because everyone loves him so much. So who do you bring him in for? Mm. Like th- those are just things you got to deal with. And, and let's say you like the city and you want to be there and you get traded and everyone's like, oh, suck it up. You're like, man, fuck this place. Well, well, it, it's. This is the thing. It's what we signed up for. It sucks. It sucks. There is a positivity to the suck. Sometimes you can get traded to a shitty team. Sometimes you can get traded to a team and you win a championship and you're a final piece. Everybody has a different situation. The way I look at it is more of, I was lucky because my kids were very, very young. So it was like moving was easy. There wasn't schools. There wasn't best friends. There wasn't that. I know Chris Paul lived without his family for a while. One of the things when people talk about all the money you have is, Let's say this. Let's give you guys a fun story. Whenever we sign a lease, let's say October, right? Because you're going to be ready for C. No one's letting you sign an NBA season lease. They're making you sign a year lease, even if you're going to be there for seven months. That's just part of it. Do you know what was really fun? The person whose home I rented in Ohio, he doesn't give a shit. I had signed a lease because I was supposed to be there for a year and then got traded right after training camp. Guess what I had to do? I had to pay that entire year. I had to pay that entire year. Now, they were like, well, if somebody else wants to use it and you try and you try and do this stuff. So you try and work it. But the timing of it and then there's somebody coming in and it just becomes a very, very thing. So it's just like you got to take that hit. Now, part of taking that hit was I went to Atlanta. They waived me, paid me, went to another team, got paid double, right? So it was like you you end up. So you use that money to pay your. Well, yeah, I think I still made out on the positive, <laughs> but it kidding. was. No, I, I'm more. I, <laughs> no, yeah, but I'm more saying that it's like the 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 people understand your job is to perform. It's harder to perform at the highest of levels when you're moving cities, you're traded, you're going to a new team, you're learning a new system, your family's not there, you're dealing with a ton of stuff off the court as far as infrastructure and making sure everybody's okay, and then it's like, go play basketball at the highest level. That shit's hard. It, it is hard, and that's not, you know, but that's part of it. How do you play really hard for a team when every, it's not just your teammates, because you're, you're in it, but like your family is probably texting you every day, oh, you're in trade rumors. They're saying you're going to go here. They're saying you're going to go there. And then you're looking around at these guys that are supposed to be like, you know, your professional brothers, like DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. Like how they're playing the way they're playing is impressive to me. They're being super professional. There's other guys that have been like, well, I'm getting traded. Let me shut, shut me down. I never I, I, I never played for the name on the front of the jersey ever. Never. Interesting. Like, never played like jersey. While I was there, because we were the the start of it, I, there was a lot of pride in what we had started. The the New Jersey Nets. That was a lot of pride. That was the only team that I ever had pride for for the front of the chest. But you were also now, young and dumb. No, no. But I'm saying though, I was there for. They drafted me. I was right. there for six years. We went to the NBA Finals. Like we built a fan base that had no fans. So it was like there was some pride into into that. But after that, it was always about the name on the back of the jersey. It's about like how I represented myself, whatever that bullshit. But I will say this: one thing that I learned, I think I figured this out in San Antonio, is like it's not about how 
It's not about your situation that dictates your, your success. It's how you handle your situation. So you can get traded and be grumpy and be pissed off. But then the minute you get traded and you're like, hey, this is what it is. This is what I signed up for. You want the NBA. This is a part of the NBA. Like, go enjoy it. And so once you kind of change your mindset, but it's hard to perform at a high level during the process and then um, after the process of trying to figure it out. But then it's still just bad. So you weren't traded. You chose Orlando. Yes, idiot, fucking idiot. What? No, no, no. So they gave they gave him thirty eight <laughs> cents more, and he was like, "Yeah, hey, thirty. Uh, no, no, I got a lot more. Actually, like I think six million more." So here's the real story. During free agency, I talked to Phoenix. We had won forty eight games that year. I'd come back from my heart, and I said, "Hey, I want to stay in Phoenix. I've been here five years. I like this young team. I don't need to come off the. I don't need to start." And because, you know, I'll come off the bench so that Markeith can start. We already talked about it. I just want to stay in Phoenix. I'm like, I'm happy here. I finally found a house. Everything was clicking. And they were like, all right, we're going to offer you 16. And I go, guys, all I want is the going rate. And I'll even take less for the going rate. To stay home. To which, stay at home. Which was, again, an idiot move. Idiot move. So <laughs> instead, I said that to them on the side. This, so free agency comes. I'm in L.A. with Rob Palenka. Orlando's in his office. Like, hey, Channing, you're a guy. They go through who they're, who's on their team, what system they want to run, what's going on, and they offer me a certain number. What was the number? It's, it's public knowledge. It's too late now. Um, well, they offer me like 28. 28. 28. Yeah. Right? Orlando. Orlando. So um, shit. So Griff was on a call too and goes, hey, I want you to come to Cleveland, but you got to wait three or four days. And I was like, oh. Shit, who's in Cleveland? I was like, damn, this is before. Did you say who is in Cleveland? No, no, he wasn't there. He wasn't there yet. Oh, this was. A co- oh, I was about to say, what do you he wasn't mean? There yet. Uh, he was Kevin. Oh, so yeah. But it was like, that year? The, that year, yeah, because I was in Orlando for a year and a half. So wow. I was like, Griff, I'm sorry. I was like, I can't wait three days to. I don't even know what you, he didn't tell us what was going on. So I was like, I, Dude, Hang on, right you here. didn't have any sense of what was going on. No one the did. Whole no, world, one did. No, the no, whole no, 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 no. But no, not, right. but not, but not on, not on, because this was. I imagine this was probably July first. Yeah. So this July. was like July one. You got like there's July one, July, July two, July eleventh. Exactly, yeah, eleven so days. Yeah, Brown was a piece has, of Brown's a piece of shit for that. Do you understand, Brown? Look, I stand by. Has Thirty million, and they're like, just wait for me, and I'm like, fuck yeah, y'all. yeah. I see you when I see no, but it was the same with like Kawhi Leonard did that the one yeah. year where, and it was like nothing happens until the first domino falls, and Brown knows that. Brown's like July 11th. I'm gonna pick. Do you understand? All of free agency got held until July. Oh, if, if, if they had wow. a, the smallest of chances of getting him. July 11th is when free agency really started. Once yeah, he picked, sure. then all the other dominoes fell. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but you got to make it that decision on like the second, third. How about this? His that year, I almost went to Miami. So when I was, um, Fisdale was in Miami. He's like, dude, we want you to come here. We want you to back up Braun, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. He was talking to me a little bit and just, I was like, yeah, I'll come back up Braun in Miami, whatever. I promise you, I was I was like not it was more of like a casual conversation. Would you come here? Would you back up Brown? At that point in time, I was kind of like on minimum contracts as a veteran minimum. So I was like, yeah, fuck, I'll go do that. Like a week and a half later, they signed um Danny Granger and then Braun left. And I was like, thank God. And then you came to Cleveland. No, no, I no, I, I played in Dallas. Year. I played for Dallas That's that right. season. 
right? I played for Dallas that, no, yeah, Dallas that season. That was his first year in Cleveland because they thought he was coming back. Yeah. So they thought Braun was coming back. They signed Danny Granger to be his backup. He leaves to go to Cleveland on the 11th. So I'm like, thank God I did not take that deal to go to Miami. So I'm in Dallas. I'm cool. I'm happy. The very next year, that's when they call me. I, well, I was supposed to go to Dallas and then I stay in Dallas. And the very next year I go to Cleveland, but I was close to going to Miami. I'd had conversations with going to Miami to back up Braun in Miami. The dominoes and how they had to fall for yeah. the three of us to be sitting right here. Dude, it's crazy. So wow. to finish that story up, there, Orlando's in there. We go, hey, we're going to take one call and we call Phoenix. We're like, Orlando has 30 oh. on deck. So Bruh, take they were the like, they take. Were like no, no, we can't go above 16. And I was like, based on this, and we had all the numbers of where I was statistically, didn't miss a game. I'm like, dude, minimum, I'm a $24 million guy. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Say that shit with For sure. At the time. This say is a long shit. time ago. No, no, no. Right. Say, say it, bro. bro. Million million dollar 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 dollar. Yeah. He's only here for the free shot. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, no, we can't do it. And then they end up signing Isaiah Thomas. Goran called me. He was hot when he found out. So Orlando, it wasn't just the money. It helped. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I thought we could replicate what happened in Phoenix. When you have Vooch, Victor Oladipo, Tobias Harris, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Y'all had a little squad. The team was... But like they're on the, the come structure up. Structure was crazy. The, the, was it you know coaching? What was? what was it? Who did you have? Just, Who was no, there? No, no. Like, like uh, not, oh, Scott Skiles was the second year, and hey, he is awful to play for, but he is an awesome person. He's fucking That's hilarious. Easy, hilarious. He's the best. He goes, God, we can't even make layups. <laughs> the first, this is no joke. Every day we did thirty-five minutes uh, defensive of defensive drills. Yes, I had him in Milwaukee. Layups and so, right hand, left foot, right hand, right foot. Right hand underneath left foot, like, oh, and then you had to jog for like 15 minutes back. And that forth. was your warm up, and then you, you had to do the closeout drill every foot, right hand, left foot, right hand, right foot, he right hand, one slide, left hand, uh, one slide. Dude, I was like, Yo, my, I said, Skiles, man, my ankle, you tear my ankle figments, what they call figments, ligaments, figments. Fig- ligaments, you tear my ligaments. Your ligaments oh, my are figments of your imagination. You know, Skiles was cool because at a certain point, I said, Skiles, this ain't it. I said, This ain't it. Like, there's nothing working here. Because the, the young guys, there was no, and we had Aaron Gordon at the time, there was no guy that they were like, you're the man, everyone else goes. So they were like, everyone gets to eat freely. You can't do that with a young team. You yeah. need a leader. You need, like, the guy that is going to take you in for They brought you in for veteran leadership. But this is why you no, always, they did. They I know. Tried, I, I, I was like, yo, let's do this. They were like, nah, we don't do that here. I'm like, what do you do? This you is, lose? people, this is why you always Take the money. Take the money. If it's if it's not if it's twenty two to twenty four, if it's a gap, oh, uh, take the money. Would you have taken money. a pay cut to stay in Cleveland that year? If pay that cut? Was I was making fucking minimum. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make. I legally per our collective bargaining situations bar degree, like that. Would you? Yeah. If it was like if it was like you understand, but this is the bullshit. On a championship, nah, you don't take no. On a championship, don't tell me that like, hey, your market value is five, but we can only give you three. Griff tried to do that shit too. Griff tried to do me. He's like, listen, Rich, if you take a minimum contract, and this is why you always take the money. He goes, hey, Rich, if you stay here on a minimum contract, like I want you to be like our James Jones. I want you to be here. Like we'll do this, whatever. Because it was going to save him a ton of tax dollars. That's part of the reason why I had to go. But I was like, 
Griff, I can't do that. That's when the cap went up. There's all this stuff. So they gave me like a portion of like the veteran or of, of the mid level. So I got like two and a half, which was, I was like, I, I've out earned my, like kind of like Jeff Green yeah. when they won the championship. Mm -hmm. I've out, I've outworked my min, like a minimum contract. And he recognized that. So I did it. And then Griff was gone the next year. Yeah, oh yeah. So it was like, so that guarantee was gone because Griff was out. And then it was kind of like, if I wouldn't have taken it. So I ended up making out. But the point to, the point to bring this thing full circle is the free agency, the taking the money, the trade deadline, it's complicated, but we're so blessed to still do what we do. So that's why people don't ever want to hear how complicated it is to go traded from Orlando to Cleveland to go win a championship. People don't care. Okay, well, we're going to bring it all full circle. Thanks for those uh, moments and stories that, from the both it? of you. I would have never guessed what's that, it. What's that wine taste like? That that's what happened. Um, it tastes like an old lady fart. As <laughs> My favorite. Is that gross. the flavor? That's the flavor. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, Metamucil. Oh, disgusting. Tastes um, like menopause. In real time. <laughs> wow, in wow. real time. I actually was going to ask you guys if you felt like this trade deadline was going to be really um, quiet. By the way, shout out to Candace Parker. She just announced that she's returning to the Aces oh, for one more time. year. She got a little homage package. There we go. We love you, Candace. Um, I believe that's what it went away. But there has been a move. Who happened? Memphis. No, I'm sorry. The Memphis Grizzlies are trading John Xavier Morant? Tillman to the okay. Boston Celtics for, who? for two second round picks. Oh, tight. Second round picks. Second round picks are the new change, right? That's <laughs> like it's like uh it's like oh it's, it's a it's the, how is it dollar 75? I just keep the change. Does, <laughs> does Tillman offer anything for what? you guys yeah. that helps the Boston Celtics? Fuck yeah. He he plays Till, Tillman I don't big know. Big guy, he's solid. I'm saying it's kind of like just a just another big you have Al Horford and Porzingis. Older, banged up, you want yeah, another, now yeah. You could say, hey, Xavier Tillman, he's a serviceable guy. Give me eight to 14 minutes sparingly, and then when you need to play, he's he ain't playing no 18, 14 bet. minutes on that team. Bet. 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 Bet a case of wine. I but also, you see Memphis is just gathering up. Assets. Uh, yeah, assets. Okay, so do you guys, is there any, is it going to be quiet? What are um, we? I think in big names, I think it's going to be quiet, but I think there's going to be teams that make subtle changes. That create a big... I think, well, here, here I'll start with this. The teams that I think need to make ripples, yeah. I think the Kings do. I think the Warriors do. I personally think that the Dallas Mavericks do, all those mid-level teams. And who's my last one? I think Orlando needs to. Do we still feel the same about the Warriors, uh, that discussion that we had that has brought us here today in what person, after especially how Clay Thompson was the other night? I fuck with Clay. Excuse yeah, me? I said I fuck with Clay. Right. Yeah. I, I would say this. After watching them, Clay's had some good games, had some bad games. I don't think Clay's, I don't want to say not the issue. I think Clay's just going through ups and downs like any other player. I think if you can bring somebody in, they were talking about maybe moving Wiggins to Dallas or Wiggins to Milwaukee. If you can bring in some other players, they're not really running their same system to me. They're trying to, but it's kind of weird with, you know, with Kaminga balling out right now. So you don't want to hamper his progress because you're going to need him, but you also want to win most of these games, which comes and goes. They him not getting his contract done, whether he has an elevated sense of his value, whether he's not trying to take a discount, whatever it is, 
they offered him a contract. The contract didn't get done. He's mad. He wants his money. He wants his value. I think that's affected his play. Draymond being in and out for the first two and a half months of the season, and we've seen the numbers when he's in there, that has messed with him, right? Because Clay doesn't have the exact burst, so he needs the system to be intact. He needs the system to be intact for him to go to that, you know, he's shooting 37% from three and averaging 18 a game. And we're sitting here talking about Clay's wash. Get the, what the fuck? Do you know how hard that is? Average 18 points a yeah. game on 37%. And my thing is this. If Draymond was there and his contract was done, that would be 20 at 39%. Like, we make it seem like these things aren't, like, fluctuated. Draymond missed, all, like, the whole first half of the season. The in and outs, the suspensions, the bullshit. No rhythm whatsoever. They started off six and two. Remember that part. And then all of a sudden the suspensions, then Clay doesn't get his contract. So now he's feeling, he's feeling a certain way about his own organization that he has won four championships for, that he is the reason why there are, are a lot of the success that they have had, that trio. So he's feeling a certain way. And I think mentally and emotionally that can start to weigh on you. But Clay's going to get his money in free agency. But he's also probably annoyed that he's got to wait to free agency because someone's going to offer him. And then they're probably going to match it or come close to it, right? There's going to be, because we know a lot of people would love to have a six foot six shooter on. And yes, he's not clay from seven years ago, but he's still better than 95% of the league. That's just the truth. The skill that he offers, what he does and his experience. So you're the opposite of what your, your guy perk has been saying. You think he's going to stay with the Warriors? Oh, well, I think, I think perk is perk. He's trying to get he might be having some agendas to get him some certain places and stuff. And I say that in a in a funny way, but I mean like, you know, Perk will look at it from a space of like, I don't believe this situation works. You know where he should go, like that type of spot. Oh. Right. And and so I, I, I think certain people look at it with different eyes, right? And they were like, Oh, you're not gonna trade clay and all that. And you're like, like warrior fans, be careful. Be, be, be careful all this, all this like, oh, we should do this, we should do that. Look, you got Steph. Prior to Steph and this stretch and Clay, and we saw what happened when Steph and Draymond were there and Clay was out. There was no championship. They were in the play-in. They weren't doing anything. It was a championship team. God, no. Well, Warriors, okay, 11, 22, and 25. No, but I'm saying, though, but when Clay came back his first year, they won a championship. Like, Clay is, Clay is Clay as important. Clay was also playing his best. That's what I'm saying. Everyone wants to look at Clay like he's the reason why their team is struggling. It's like Wiggins, like, forgot how to play basketball, yeah. right? And it's like, and I say that, like, in the sense of, like, the dude was an all-star. He is, Wiggins, without any injury, is having his worst season since he entered into the league. And we're over here talking about Clay. We're over here talking about Clay. Well, I Come think on, it's just different because Clay's inconsistency is not what we've seen, and we always think, and 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 this is not always going back to LeBron, but we've seen guys like KD and LeBron, and a lot of these guys who've had big injuries come back and have sustained success over a period of time. We are now seeing, after watching Clay in person, he is still missing that little extra burst. He was never a one-on-one guy, no, but he could straight line drive now. He's not affecting the defensive end as much as he was, which happens. And offensively, they're struggling because they have no one that really is a rim runner. They have no height. They have no, like, length where now he's even getting a remotely open shot. Like, teams are built to beat the Warriors now. Well, this is also, understand this. They messed up on Wiseman. Yeah. No disrespect to Moody. Kaminga is playing well late. 
are of late playing his best basketball. But part of that is because they're in a tough spot. He's the freshest, the youngest, and he's getting better. He's, he's earning these minutes. But I would not look at Kaminga currently as like a winning player. Yeah, totally. Right. Not not yet. Not at. So he's the way he's playing yeah. is outstanding. But the way he's playing is not generating wins. Right. Because it's not just him. It's not just him. I'll give you an example. Zach Levine. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Levine can ball and is super talented. But when he's by himself, you know he does not win. He had never won and, four games in a row. And that's no and that and that's no not uh, yeah, and that and that's no not. But let's look at all of the things. You you mess up on those drafts, Oof. right? And again, maybe when you relook at it, you're like, who could we have taken? We took the obvious choice, but Wiseman didn't pan out. And it doesn't look like he's panning out other places. It's not like he just needed to be in a fresh spot. Right. So you have Wiggins that has that has struggled heavily, worst season ever of his yeah. career. Draymond has been suspended and has been the talk of the NBA since the start of the season. He's, he's doing a better job of keeping his shit together. <laughs> no, but I'm saying those two guys. So let's look at those two. Your draft picks didn't, your draft, your high, high draft picks didn't work out or not in the manner in which you thought they did. So it's like from an organizational standpoint, from a situational standpoint, all of these things, and Clay is a part of that. So, but I just don't think that Clay is the reason why the Warriors are struggling. And the last thing I'll say about this entire situation is that the entire league is playing at the Warrior pace from eight years ago, yeah. and they can't play at their pace today, right? So, when you have all of these teams, that was the thing they would outrun you, outshoot you. So, they could turn over the ball, but they were going to hit eight more threes than you. That was just the way they played. Now, every team has done that, and every team is younger, and every team now has a better infrastructure. Yeah. That's not what the Warriors been. They got KD. They lost KD. They brought in young guys, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was supposed to be the future, but for, again, for whatever reason, that locker room didn't work out. Jordan Poole was supposed to be one of these guys that helped usher in the new one. It's so funny when you watch – teams like this and their fan bases that get used to success. Look at the Patriots. Look at the Patriots right now after 20 years with Tom Brady. No, I'm saying after 20 years with Tom Brady. Look at the Chicago Bulls after their stretch with Jordan. They've never been to an NBA Finals. That's 40 years ago. But I'm saying they've never been to the NBA Finals. (laughs) They haven't been to the NBA Finals in 40 40 years. So, you know, when Jerry Krause is like, oh, teams are like, you know, management win championships, not players. And it's like that has still haunted them 30 years later. So I'm saying it's like, Enjoy he wasn't co- completely wrong though when he said that. No, he is fucking wrong. It, who? You, he's not completely wrong. Who? Man, the people that put the team together help who? win championships. They help. Yeah. They are, but they are not the reason why. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's what that, he said. He said the reason. Oh, then never There's really a difference between why are they you help. Being so aggressive. Because I don't fucking like that type of shit bothers me, man. It's why like so much jewelry already. <laughs> I, look, I'm going to say this. I went to the, I'm part of the reason why I'm hungover. ROB, you know, we love him. Fan of the pod. Squirrel. Uh, um, he invited me to the Bob Marley uh, premiere. Oh, yeah. How yeah. that? I'm fucking dusty, bro. I am dusty. How did you put all your words together? Look, there was a lot of micro and macro dosing. It was a lot of things going on. <laughs> Uh, like I'm just must saying, have been a plume of smoke. No, it actually wasn't. It wasn't like the. the it was very respectful because like all of his, you know, like Ziggy, all the guys were there. Lord all Lord. the. Uh, I don't know if she was there, but all of the family, like a lot of the family, was there. Um, Brad Pitt was there. It was oh, like tight. one. Of, yeah, like he's one of the producers on the film. Did you meet oh. Brad Pitt? I did not meet Brad Pitt. Have you met Brad Pitt? Uh, okay, I, I don't know if Brad guy. Pitt has met me yet. That's the way I view it. Right? He hasn't <laughs> had the pleasure. BP. So you're asking me, I, like, yes, I have. I have slept. 
I woke up, took the kids to school, went back, talked to Alex, went back to sleep. You you were like this in the drop off line at school? Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yes, the yeah. The drop, get the fuck out, get <laughs> oh out, grab, forget, yeah. don't forget your backpack. Oh yeah, and I'm out. The, I, I was in bed. Well, oh, oh man, I, I didn't even take off my hoodie. I just oh. put it on and got back into bed. You called me. You called me. It was like, hey, I'm just <laughs> yeah, reminding. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna by the ocean. Why don't you just jump in? Yeah, the ocean? cold plunge. How about you go jump in the fucking lake? How about I mean, that? Wow, shit? it's not a lake. It's an lake, ocean. I don't live near a lake. I live near rivers. Stop it's telling people cold. where I live. Oh, by the way, rivers and lakes, you are the same thing. No, no they're not. Uh, no, because rivers, close. rivers where we're from is not what you're on. Because you wouldn't buy a home on a river where we're from. So, no, you live on a lake. I live on a river. No, that's a do river. Do you go swimming? And do you get in the water? I do at my place in Wilsonville. Yeah, not well, in the you. city. That's yes, nice. again, Channing's thank the only you. person. It's that, that $28 million Ch- river. Yeah, Channing's, <laughs> Channing's the only person that has like two homes in Oregon 30 minutes from each other. 46. <laughs> on a river. Yeah. Both on a river. It's great. It's nice try. New tasting room. <laughs> kind of speaking um, of wine country, really quickly. Yes. Why? Why is your name? Why is your name so low on this? So you're like third. You third. and Kevin. Yeah, third and fourth. I'd switch up the branding immediately. Who the fuck is this Jacob Gray guy? Chase <laughs> Benton. Why are their names first? I don't know. It's just how it was. It doesn't matter. Richard Microdose. <laughs> Having said that, can we give some love to the Cavs? Yes. Besides the Clippers, which. You're obviously going to call their game tonight, who have won 25 of their last 30. What? Number one in the Western Conference. The Cavs are the hottest team in the NBA right now. They're number two in the East. They've won six in a row. They're the the Clippers of the East. Why are you looking at me like that? Sometimes what? When Donovan Mitchell was with the Jazz, those teams kind of are. are. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) They kind of are. They were usually one and two. Donovan does very well when there's no other option. You go, oh, you need me to... Take us here, that's fine. But the issue is, is this, number one, and them being great, is this conducive for them winning and going to the second round, the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't think so. So they're going to have to. I would the rather second be, round? They got to get to the second round. So yeah, they yeah, have second to round. get to the second round as well. They yeah. have to get to the second so, round. So this is, this is like for them and the Knicks, them and the Knicks are oh, the two sure. teams that have a chance to like sneakily get to a conference final. Chance, yeah. yeah. Because um, I'm not sold on, obviously I'm not sold on Milwaukee. I went on my rant the other day. Uh, Philly's hurt now. Did you see the um, tweets about wanting to fire Doc Rivers? Already. Dude, <laughs> Already. He, uh, okay, this Come is not true. On. But how funny would it be if he took that job just to get fired and collect that check and go back to ESPN and collect He ain't coming back to ESPN. He ain't coming back to ESPN. <laughs> like, 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 we don't need to go into details, but if he gets fired from the Bucks, his broadcasting days... Uh, <laughs> You know, well, you you would say that about his coach. He, he could go. He probably go to Turner. He no, go to no, Turner. No, 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 uh, no, no. Turner. No, no. Doc Doc is a legend, but ultimately, like he chose coaching over broadcasting, and yeah. that's that's I think a a, a a good place for him. Okay, yeah. the Cavs. I just think they can dominate a regular season. Donovan showed this in Utah. He's showing it now. He has a a big man who can rim roll. He has vets who can shoot or simple. The issue is what happens when you put other talent around him? Can he and them coexist to be great in the playoffs? I'd rather them go 11 and four than 15 and one or 11 and five. Yeah, do your fucking math, bro. Fucking private school brophy bullshit. No, St. Mary's. Don't ever say that. That's disgusting. St. Mary's, not brophy. Green, green, white, and gold versus white and red. Channing, you're giving brophy. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. My what brother, it, Logan, does 
Bro, bro, Brophy is is the like the all yeah. boys school. Yeah, like, it was our rival. You went to an all boys school? Not a chance. <laughs> I went to a, a school he couldn't wear girls with skirts like Britney Spears. <laughs> the they, uh, look, they no <laughs> no. First of all, first of all, back in ninety nine two thousand and them. Oh what? Channing, Channing, the Me Too, slow down. Oh. <laughs> the Me Too, slow down. What? That's a uniform. <laughs> It was when Britney Spears came out with what's Oh Baby Baby. So all the girls had the high socks and they would roll their skirts up. And the dudes, we had to wear khakis and uh, Is that what it was like? Is that, is yeah, that it is. No, bro. Like? I wanted to go to school. They're like, damn, Chad, are you ready to go to school? I said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Why are you here so late? Don't worry about it. I'm here till the last person leaves. <laughs> um. Okay. So Cleveland. Cleveland. I'm going to stay on Cleveland. Anyways. No, Channing's right. I, I, I think... I, Man, I've said, the second round though is all you need. No, no, no. Why well, I say it is like, look, they lost in the first round. Remember, they were they were in fourth in the All Star break two years ago. Yeah. And then they they kind of stumbled because of injuries. How'd that work out for you? Uh, and then and then <laughs> and then um, last year they made it to the postseason. It was a terrible matchup for them. You know, they added size, they added shooting, and so this year you got to continue progressing. Right, you got to continue progressing, and I think their their progression. Let's say, I, I, okay, if they're if they're if they end up being two three, three but, but but I'm saying if you're at two, some point you got to have extra. Yeah, but two you three. You add a guy like Max Struess. You have Georgie's Niang. You have what we're gonna say still a very young, talented player that may have hit a little bump in his development. Evan, right? Evan Mobley. Then you have Jared Allen, who might be the second best. Big man in the, in the Eastern Conference. Then you have Donovan Mitchell, who's going to be probably a first team All NBA guy again. So, at what point do you put expectations? Well, on well, we but can't be getting no, 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 no. Wait, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. You you put expectations based off of who the fuck they're playing. If they were the if they were the six season and they got Milwaukee in three, your expectations might be a little different. You get up to that one, two, three spot, which will probably not get to one, but if they get up to that two, three spot, you're going to get a six, seven seed. If you, in Philly, we don't know what Philly's going to look like. So it's open for them. That's where I wanted to go next. Does Joel Embiid play again this season? And two, what is your take now on the 65 game rule? First of all, and I want this to be cut and Dennis, clipped very quickly. what did quickly. I say? What? He was going to ask for his camera. (laughs) There was going to be a moment. Listen. (laughs) Stephen A said some things. Some people said some things. I have never been more sick and tired, not of what they said, but of the narrative that it was the damn players. It was not the players. Speaking as a person that played 82 games four times, played over 78 games seven times, it was not the players. Adam Silver got on got on that podium and said, he didn't say the players are doing this. He said the data doesn't support it. Where the fuck was the data coming from? <laughs> the sports and science teams that were sitting guys out consistently, that were trying to validate their jobs. That's where all of this came from. When you draft a player and then you tell him to sit out, he sits out because the sports and science teams. I've sat in meetings with 
with with young coaches that were like, well, we're going to do it. You know, he, he's going to be on a minute restriction and it's based off the sports and science team, not how the player is feeling. Even Kawhi Leonard said no regulation is going to play make me play more games. I'm coming off of multiple knee injuries. So my point is the narrative that this was ever the players choosing to sit out. And if we're going to say LeBron James, he's 97 years old, right? He's 97 years old. But all the oh, players were sitting out of healthy games and players were doing. It was based off the team. The the NBA Finals 10 years in a row, not including Olympics. But my guy is sleepy in Memphis. Let the motherfucker sleep. But it's not about, it's not, but that's what I'm saying. It was, it was, it's not about Bron. Don't sit out versus Memphis. This is not about, this this is not about (laughs) Bron. Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying it's like, what the fuck, man? I, I just get tired of people blaming the players and you getting paid in this. It was always the teams. You don't think the owners can come down and tell a player. You don't think that the head coach could tell a player. The sports and science teams were the ones that were like, oh, you've played four games in five nights and it's, it's a lot and it's and it's this and, and we are, your load is too. I saw guys with hurt thumbs have minute restrictions. Your legs are fine, bro. Like this is professional sports. And so it it bothered me at a level that was so disgusting. Anytime they tried to blame the players for this, that part I had zero tolerance. And so now Joel Embiid, who really has had multiple knee injuries, he's been hurt all the time, not because he doesn't want to play basketball, but all the guys that were being told to sit out because of this and this and this. And even if they try and reference Greg Popovich, who was kind of a dick the way he did some of the things, but Greg Popovich had three guys that went to the postseason every single year, and Manu and Tony both had to play international basketball for their countries. It was mandatory. So he would try and find ways because he was contending for a championship for 20 years. So it's just like the narrative that this had anything to do with the players, and now the players get penalized for this to a certain degree. But it was always the, they're finding the teams when they do that. They're not finding the player. They're finding the teams. They're finding the management. They're finding everybody else when this happens. So it was never the players. Sports and science showed up in the last 10 years and that this is when the thing went crazy. I will say this. When you think about competitors in the league, right? There are certain times, maybe the last 25 games where, let's say, and I'm not I'm going to use LeBron. Let's say, the Knicks and Cleveland are number one and two, where they play each other at the end of the year. Obviously, that's a big game. And obviously, those two teams are not going to play their best players. That is an exception to why somebody would sit out who's healthy. Why? Because you don't want them to have film. You don't want those guys to get used to your system or your whatever. But during the regular season, these games, do you think Steph and the Warriors go, yeah, we're playing the Kings in two weeks in December. Just none of us are going to play. You think a player can tell a coach that? It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, in two weeks, we're not going to play that game because we don't want them to have film about plays we're not even going to run in the playoffs. That's not even a playoff. They don't. We don't run the same plays during the regular season as you do. What are you talking the about? Last 25 games. What I'm saying is players don't have, I'm repeating what you're saying, players <laughs> don't have the amount of say-so to just sit games like that because a coach's job is on the line also. Adam Silver said the data doesn't support it. Who was giving the data? Who was, it wasn't the players. The players weren't giving the data. It was, first of all, when I showed up again, I understand I I got drafted in 2020, uh, uh, 2001. Mm. Your damn came too early. Nice try though. (laughs) 
My point is this, is that <laughs> there was one years. trainer and you might have an assistant trainer who also was the equipment manager. That's it. Boss. That was it. So young players didn't even get on the table. Then fast forward, you have two massage therapists. You have 10, 10 people in the training room, right? To give every single thing. And it's a great amenity. But the fucking goal is to get them on the court. Yeah. That's why you have all of these amenities. Not to be like, well, I'm looking at your data. And based off of my Stanford degree, it says that you've been playing a lot. And once we risk the high level of injury because of that, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I get tired of this, bro. And it's like you get a young player that gets drafted and he's like, well, look, look, my team is telling me that based off of this dad, man, it is it. it they were the worst thing that have ever happened to this league. There the sport, the sports the and science data, not the sports and science people, the people that are out there to help the players get on the court. They are great. The people that are trying to get the players off the court because of load management and numbers and data and analytics. Those are the worst thing that have happened to basketball in the last 50 years. Does there need to be any tweaks to the 65 game rule? No. Not currently. It's I would say this. Not currently. Do you think the Joe 65 case, game rule in kept Joe someone case or yep. somebody who is actually hurt? That does not count. I don't know what the rule is. I, that does not count towards there. If Joe B comes back and continues to barbecue the league, I think he should still be allowed to be in the running for MVP. That is a you when you get surgery on something, I think you still should be allowed to play. Yeah, you know, no, no. not to play, but to be in the running. Yeah, agreed. But yeah. this is the point, and we all know this, right? How many MVPs have played X amount of games? Joel Embiid naturally would have, based off the way he played. Yeah. Don't forget Jokic's first MVP. Embiid got hurt. LeBron was. They were the number one seed. Then he got his ankle rolled out, ro rolled on. Damn Solomon Hill, bear down. Um, so he rolls on his ankle. So then LeBron gets out of it. Then, then like there was already fatigue with Giannis. Jokic deserved it. But if you would have looked at two months to go in the season, oh, yeah. he was probably third or fourth. Right, he's probably third or fourth, and then he, you know, catapulted it into the into the running. I would say kind of like a Kawhi Leonard right now. Yeah. If Kawhi Leonard finished strong, then like yeah, he can Do boost you have Kawhi into Kawhi above SGA. Just curious. Um, yeah, uh, no, 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 I don't. I don't have Kawhi above SGA, and this is why. They added, Kawhi's playing healthy, he's playing great. Out, outstanding, no, no I question. I heard this take. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, did somebody ask this question? No, 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 no. I heard No, but I just don't think that, I don't think that for the success that the Clippers have, they've kind of been in this range before over oh. this stretch. They just haven't been healthy before, like for the entire season. Yeah. SGA is the sole... He is the sole focal point. I would put him as like a Jokic on that team. Yeah. When you look at Kawhi, even though he hasn't had a night off, he's got Paul George. He's got James Harden going for 30 and hitting four pointers. And do it. it is not like a Luka that has the ball in his hands every single time and is, and is dependent on it. So Kawhi can win the MVP, but I don't think he's the reason why I would put Shea above him is because you take Shea off that you take Shea off that team. That no. team's not in the not even in the postseason. You take Kawhi off that team with Paul George with the rest of the they're guys. Six. They're six. They're a postseason team. So just adding Paul, adding adding um, James Harden does a lot. Where do you have Giannis? I'm very curious. Fuck, not right now. Mm. No, but he knows this. This the, his MVPs came after he won 60 games. Right. So if he's looking around and being like, yeah, my numbers and data, when we know that the league's defense has been fucking atrocious all year long. So it's like you can't even base it off his numbers. Um, will the Kings finish in the top six? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. do you need them to make a move? They're they fifth right now at 29 and 20. The Suns are freaking, I mean, rolling, but they're right behind them. 
And so that would push them to, to six. I, I'll be honest. Pelicans is, are right there as well. Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, I don't think they're very talented. This is just the truth. I don't think they're explosively talented. I think Sabonis is going to give you, you know, and I'm going to be gentle in the playoffs, 15 to 12, 16 to 12. But it's not like you're going to get a game where you go, Sabonis won us this game. You also have to look at who the fuck you got to play. And those other teams have explosive scoring, right? They are a great team during the regular season. I think they need one more talented scoring piece to give them that extra boost. It's just what I think. Yeah. I think Harrison Barnes is solid. I think you're not looking at Harrison Barnes to get you 30 in the playoffs. Like, JR's had moments where you were like, oh, shit, JR has 26. And then the next game, he may have two, but it's exactly what we need. I think that's what they need. And I think Malik Monk can do that. I don't know if he can do that by himself. They, they don't have enough. They, and again, what's their goal? It, it all depends on what, what you, you mean. They don't have it. I'm saying like last year. First round. No, no. Last year was a special year. I think they had the they were like top two or three in the league and and scoring, but also in least amount of games missed due to injury. Yeah. Right. They were primarily healthy throughout the entire season. And they've been they've been healthy for the most part this season. But I I look at it as like. They are one player away from being like a a contender in the West, but like they have the bill. Yeah, yeah, they 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 have the bill, and it's the same. OKC needs more. OKC needs more. OKC needs more. They they will run you out the gym. They'll do this, but that the postseason basketball that they're doing right now. I think they need another big. Say this, Josh Giddy better get that jumper right because he's gonna be butt naked. No, but hear me out. Hear me out. Let me let me just say this: if if you gave if you gave OKC if you gave OKC the bigs that the Clippers have, Daniel Tice, oh. Mason, or uh, Mason Plumley, and, and wait, wait, let, let me, and, and Zubac. Oh. They're they are maybe the best team in the league. I don't think it's close. They're, that's what I'm saying. They're God, missing. That's a lot. No, but I'm saying it's like what I'm saying is all three of those. No, 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 no. But I'm saying all three of those players aren't these like huge dominant. Like, oh, we got an all star. We got this. No, like. They picked up Daniel Tice off the street, right? Then, then zubox has been there forever, and then and then Plumley. So I'm just looking at it from oh, a standpoint. No, it's like you don't need, um, you don't need a lot. You just need players and like that can do the things at their position. And the Clippers have that. That's why the Clippers they got all the perimeter, they got the bench, they got the big depth. Like OKC doesn't have any big depth. And if they did, if they did have that, they would be. The Clippers, they would be Boston. And so when we say that OKC needs more, it's from they have a serious deficiency. Remember when the Lakers didn't have shooting and it's like this team needs shooting to go further, we right? Still need shooting. Well, they just need people to shoot better. Trash. Stop it. Um, <laughs> I have two more thoughts and then we can wrap this up. But every time you say puncher, the word punch, I think of your what was that? Dick what? Puncher. Uh, Dick Puncher. What game was that? Warcraft. World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people still to this day would be like, Dick Puncher. And I'm like, please don't yell, yell me, yell at me in the, in the airport. Please don't yell Dick Puncher. In the airport? Yeah, I live in Portland. You know, people are weird. <laughs> That's Dead. why you live there. Love this it. Also- um, Channing and I were talking before you got here, Richard, about Kyrie. Yeah. What do you have, 35, 36 last night back in Brooklyn? There just seems... I don't know. From afar, I I follow um, the Mavs sideline reporter, uh, Leslie. Love her to death. And there just seems to be a different aura. I've watched interviews that he's done with her. And last night, his, his postgame interview. Is, is there something different 
There's definitely something different with Kyrie, but I think it's his energy. Yeah, it's the energy. Yeah, and I I think we using these words just for Kyrie. No, we're not. No, 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 no. We're not. No, she. I know his energy. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying his approach. What is this? That boy got the right brain stick going. His his approach. His approach. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but I think. But I think in Dallas, there's you know. Is it the the team he's on is it the system I, he's in is it yes all have of they the figured ball. something out Chanel bracelets, you no we got our friendship bracelets Cartier? this week Kelsey and Chanel? I did and I got my like what my um anyways uh, okay about energies <laughs> stones <laughs> you're distracting her my yeah, eagle my right. eagle no um, Ky- Kyrie man I'm happy for Kyrie you just like you know what Kyrie wants Kyrie wants to play basketball and go home that's all he wants. He doesn't want people he wants to, to help do. the community. No, no, but yeah, I'm saying 100%. that. Uh, yeah, one thousand percent. But but uh, but uh, but it's ayahuasca. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> it's different. He just wants to. He just wants to. He just wants to just be a basketball player and then yeah. go about his business, right? Like that's it. All of the other extra stuff. All the I, like. I just don't think he has interest in it. Yeah. But you know. I also think like when he when that big stuff happened, mm-hmm. everyone was uber aggressive, and. I think Kyrie is just always going to be Kyrie. And at some point you just go, all right, if I want to pay attention to that, I will. And if I don't, I don't. There's other stories around. But I think being in Brooklyn, when all that went down, that was him, KD, James Harden. It's a different environment. I think he's also older. His kids are older. He got his own shoes. Like a lot of things have changed where he's like, I'm my, I'm fully who I want to be right now. And at the end of the day, there's no pressure on him. If they lose, it's not his fault. If they win, oh my God, Kyrie, great job! If they lose, it's like, well, Luca, what you, what didn't you do? Yeah, and it's just the truth. And so, it's freedom of mind allows him to just be who he wants. Yeah, I love it. Um, all right, I just wanted to wrap up with obviously when this podcast is released, it is the day of Kobe Bryant and his statue unveiling in downtown LA, and obviously we are here in LA. You guys both played against Kobe, and I thought it'd be kind of cool, fun to share your favorite memory. Going against Kobe. Oh God! Do you guys even have favorite no, memories, no, or would no, that no. be on Kobe's No, side? I'll tell you this. I, I have. I have. You guarded him, right? Yeah, yeah. I As a rookie, him too. You always kept finding me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. trying to hide. That's called seeking the. I, weak I, 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 I've told this story before, and you know, for the new listeners, I'll say it. I have one Kobe story, and it was. I don't think I've ever heard it. Um, no, no, I've said this before. Um, so my parents are both from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. right? Mom, stepdad, they're both from Philly. They lived there for a short amount of time. So they're, you know, they're Philly people, hardcore. So my parents were out for a game. We're playing Lakers. Luke's on the team. Devin George, Kareem Rush, all those guys, all those guys. They're um, they're on the team. Uh, And after the game, my parents, you know, we're sitting there in a little tunnel, and my parents are like, hey, hey, can we meet Kobe? And we had just won. So I'm like, fuck. I was like, I don't. And so I go to, like, Luke and Devin and those guys, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hey, and it's mom, mom and dad. Like you got, like if they yeah, ask for something, yeah, you guys, mom and dad. So you're, and I understand it's not from a, uh, oh, he's Laker Kobe Bryant. It's like no, he's a Philly guy. Yeah. Like you know, like them, the OG, Philly. the OG Philly. And so I, uh, so all of those guys come out of the locker room, and my mom, my parents talking to him, and and I'm like, hey, my parents, my parents would like to meet Kobe, and they're just like, ooh, like <laughs> the whole group of them. So I'm like, because Damn. of the loss, well, because of the loss, and then and you know they, they it's going on just oh, like so, so yeah. After so I'm like, I'm like, damn, I'm like, yeah, he was young, he didn't give a shit. I was like, damn, 
I was like, all right. So I go track my ass over to Kobe, who's, you know, 15 feet away. And I'm like, like a fucking kid. I'm like, hey, Kobe, man, like, sorry to bother you, bro. But like, my parents are from Philadelphia. They just were just really like to meet you and say hello. He comes over and has like a five minute conversation. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Like what high school you were? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We did. He was just, he was the best. And like, again, I don't have a lot of Kobe stories. That's just one where I was very appreciative. He didn't know me from shit. His own teammates were afraid to ask for me. So I had to go do it. And it was just, and, wow. and what's even crazy about it is that my boy's birthday is January 24th, January 25th. He passed on the 26th. My parents were there to celebrate my boy's birthdays. So they were in town. So when that news hit, we were all together as a family. Oh, yeah. And it was just like that much more devastating because it wasn't just me waking up, sending the kids to school and checking my phone. It was like my parents were there and I had to go to work. So it just made it this it just became a much bigger deal in our family, right? Because yeah. of that and that day, because they were all there and it was there for a celebration. And I was like, kids, we're not going to Dave and Buster's today. I daddy's gotta go. And oh. so that's what made that's my one Kobe story. I don't have a lot, you know, but that's you know. awesome though. That's special. Uh, that, we had the same wow. major. Yeah, yeah. That was so we had the same major. So we went to dinner a couple times and then oh, wow. um, you know, just seeing him around. And so like I don't know why, but I was like him and Tim Duncan, KG, you obviously had to be, you know, ready, ready to go. But <clears throat> I remember we were playing them and uh, I was kind of cooking the Lakers. <laughs> I, I said something and I was kind of I was feeling it. And uh, I was like, Mitch, he said something like, who going to guard this dude? I mean, shut up, bitch. <gasps> <Right>? <laughs> but like he goes, hey, Jenny. <laughs> he goes, Jay, don't let me talk to Karen and Tom. So he knew my parents' names. So I was like, and I like my face went from like, hey, man, shut up, bitch. Like saying something. Right. Like oh, yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I was like, yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, well, I was like, hey, my bad, my bad. I didn't know that was you, my bad. Because I think it was like Goron and um, God, I forgot his name now, hated each other. And then he stepped in. And I was like, shut up, man. And he was like, hey, don't, don't make me tell Karen and Tom. And I was like, shit, okay, my bad. Hey, I got a Chandler, I got a Chandler Parsons story. I got a Chandler Parsons you story. Tell your mom. Yeah, I know, right? I got a Chandler Parsons story. So we're in Dallas, right? And this is after this was after Kobe. You know, I think he might have had some injuries and he was coming back, but he was he wasn't Kobe anymore, right? Um, he like he wasn't that everyday monster that we had known. And so Chandler Parsons starts cooking, right? Starts cooking. And we're just talking shit. We're on the bench. We don't give a shit. We're just like, yeah. like, yeah, Chandler, cook his ass, Chandler, cook his ass, Chandler. That's the fuck I'm talking about. So we're all like, we're on the offensive end. I think Chandler hits a corner three. Kobe's guarding him. It wasn't just like a catch and shoot. It was, and like on the way back down, we're like, yeah, Chandler, cook his ass, cook his ass, right? And so just to just start some shit. And so like Kobe goes down and hits the three. They're both running back. They're both running back. Chandler's looking at our bench. Guys, will you stop it? Guys, seriously, <laughs> seriously, stop, stop, stop. And we're, we're dying over there because Kobe could hear. And like, they were literally in front of our bench. Chandler hits it over Kobe. It wasn't any big deal, but we're just talking shit on the way down. Instead of like, we like trying to hype up Chandler and instead of hyping him up, Chandler come back, man, guys, 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 stop. And like Kobe's standing right next to him. Cause we went like back. Fear. Yeah. It's like stand back. And he's like, guys, stop. It's not because he knows, cause he knows like if Kobe decides, if Kobe goes that level, there's nothing anybody yeah. can do. And yeah. there's lots of guys like that. And Kobe's not the only one. LeBron's that way. At Steph's that way. There's a lot of guys that are D -Wade like that. that D Wade, uh, Dame Lillard. There's certain Shaq. guys like if they just was like, 
all right. Ah, that's enough. Of that's all right. That's all right. And so that's um, that yeah. hurts your heart when you're like, man, I'm doing so good. And they were like, yeah, we need to win this game now. <laughs> and you're like, well, we were just up 12. Why are we down yeah, 14? Dude, now? and I, I learned I learned I'm not good. one of my funny, my one of my funny young guy stories when I was a young player. I had a guy named Mike Michael Korn. He was like my coach every single day. That was my brother. He I, I owe so much to him. Is he related to Jimmy Crackhorn? Yeah, he is actually. They're both from Jersey. He played in North Carolina. Anyways, so he tells me this story, right? He tells me this story. He goes, he tells me the story about the first time he played against George Gerving, right? Shout out to Iceman. God, we don't get a lot of George Gervin stories. Bro, I'm saying it was like he was an old guy. Anyways, okay, okay. so he goes, he goes, yeah. So the first time I'm playing against George Gervin, I want to like get all into his body. I want to like, like oh, I'm locked in on defense. And George Gervin in the middle of the play takes the ball and goes like this. He's up in his body. He goes, now, young fella, I wasn't <laughs> planning on going tonight. But if you want me to, and he goes, in that moment, I took two steps back. <laughs> and just did some basic defense. And it was like, George Gervin was one of those guys. George yeah, Gervin was yeah. one of those guys where he's like, listen, man, I was going to give you guys a cool 25. I'm going to get my average. But if you want me to, and he just was like, Okay. Nah. nah, I'm good. Nah. I'm good. I'm good. Because there was just, there's always these guys, and it just, in all sports, that just, George Gervin told him, listen, I wasn't planning on going tonight. But if you want me to, and that was all that needed to be said, and he understood that meant he was like, we could just play basketball, but if you want to get into me and make a name and brew this and say you beat George Gervin, I will give you all of George Gervin. That was the same thing that happened to your cousin Tobias and Orlando. Weren't you on the team with them when Braun? Braun was like in chill mode. He said it after, and Tobias no, messed it, with him. It was a well, that it happened twice. <laughs> it happened twice. It happened he had twice. to learn twice. So one PJ, right? So we're guarding. We're doing good. I think it's Miami, or we're at home, and. Uh, Braun had missed his shot, right? And Deontay Christmas was at the bench. And I was on the bench too. And he was like, we live in, or that's what we want, right? So Braun, you know, Braun got ears. He said, what? He said, all right. So our, our defensive coach goes, shut, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. So Braun and PJ looks at us. And I said, we were like, ah, yeah. And then Braun did something crazy. You can see he started like, he was on six out of 10. He starts to do that heavy stomping where he tried to block a shot and yeah. had no chance. And I said, oh, he just warming up his knees. I said, oh, he went to the same spot six times. Hiya! That's what y'all want? Hiya! T too little. Hiya! Poor PJ. PJ didn't catch all Oh, that. yeah. And then Tobias says something or maybe it bumped him. Tobias, like, Tobias yeah. Tobias. Yeah, there's, there's probably 25 guys. There's, there's probably 25 guys in the history of the league that are just like, if you want me to, <laughs> I will go. Yeah. Right. And it was just like the, it, the beautiful thing about it is like that's what's awesome about basketball is that like it doesn't take much to just say yeah. like, hey, hey, listen. You know just funny when they get like that is Kawhi. And I know we talked about him, but you know the other night he was talking shit and I watched the like in game feed, and somebody says something to him or they fouled and he looked at him and he was like, give me the ball. <laughs> And then he like boop, bodied him up, dunked on this dude. I was like, yo, you must He's legit like Loki scary. Nah. Kawhi yes. Cena, I know. No, like, as in like he, his ability to do that without saying a word. Oh, yeah, his yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. That yeah. And be excited. I did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like. It is done. That. Yeah, like, yeah. He only speaks in facts. Two points <laughs> on you. <laughs> yeah, Kawhi's like special. Dude, so funny. 
All right. You guys are amazing. Channing, thank you for flying okay. Flying here just for this. Yeah, um, yeah. And obviously, we do want to remind you again, we're all wearing the gear because we love uh, the Homage family. Yes. And so if you would like your own, homage.com slash roadtrippin is where you can get it, find it. Go get you some gear. All right. Uh, thank you to Dennis and Kelsey. Yeah, thank shout out. Guys. I need a nap. For making this possible. For the before, I go, before I go see the robot. And for Kawhi. the spirited Channing. That's another edition of Road Trippin'.